Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast with your hosts, Tony Castlenova from DisneyByTheNumbers.com and Parkhopper John from WDWParkhoppers.com. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. Alright everybody, welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast News, and we have a special co-host. This is Kristen Go from at Dining at Disney.com. It is the website and podcast all about Disney food. If you want that to know about true. food, restaurants, dining, dining plans, anything like that, go to Dining at Disney.com. So welcome, Kristen. How are you tonight? I am doing very well. How are you doing? Excellente. Couldn't be better. How is the weather down there? It's still a little warm. Uh, this morning it was like uh, 87 with 76% humidity still. We were 81 in the house because I had left the windows open and was like, okay, I'm sweating now. I need to go like close the windows and turn the air on. So I went up to the unit and it tells me what the, what the humidity is. Yeah. 85%. I was like, yeah. okay, no wonder it, I'm like dying here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over the humidity thing. Yeah. I don't mind the 80, but just, you know, 40% humidity, please. Something. Something below <laughs> 80 or 70% humidity. And I have a dehumidifier in my house. And I I can't get the humidity like below 50. And it's like gone. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, it's on all the time. So it, I know it's really bad. Uh, all right. So let's talk about what we're going to talk about in the show. Uh, we got news about uh, Tokyo Disneyland experiences. There's more stuff happening over there. And what's closing, uh, we have Disney on Ice is actually returning to ice. <laughs> uh, there's a virtual pin trading event, headline news, and so much more in this week's Disney Parks Podcast. Whether you are planning a family vacation, romantic getaway, destination wedding, cruise, European adventure, or any other type of travel ex- experience, let Destinations to travel be your guide for a dream vacation. Excellent. So Disney's Halloween festival at Disneyland Paris is returning with a new character selfie spot. Have you seen this? Says that uh, from now through November 1st, Mickey Mouse, Minnie, uh, Donald, Goofy, Pluto, and others will be dressed in their wickedly colorful Halloween clothes. So this is uh, your special not-so-spooky moments with guests for them. And popular Disney villains will include Maleficent, Ursula, and Captain Hook. You will even see Jafar, Cruella de Vil. They'll be invading Studio Theater at Walt Disney Studio Park. So you can get some crazy, frightening position, pose, whatever, with them. And then guests are invited to join spirits and ghouls who enjoy nothing more than feasting and dancing in the dining room of Phantom Manor. And that is nestled in the dark corner of Frontierland. 
It says for the entire season is decorated in the most spectacular Halloween decor from Main Street, USA to Sleepy Beauty Castle and beyond. And in Frontierland, there's a colorful Mexican inspired festival complete with lively music and prancing skeletons. So if you're a fan of Coco, you definitely won't want to miss that. And then they will have enchanting sweets and savory flavors shaped like Disney villains and Halloween themed merchandise at the shops throughout the resort. And this festival is going on now and will run through November 1st. And for those of you that like the numbers like Tony, there are 13,262 flowers that make up the new garlands from Halloween to Frontierland. It says 175 meters of giant light strings illuminating the road to Frontierland and three meter tall female Katrina's skeleton inspired by Mexican culture are highlighted in the decorations. Why are they allowed to have a Christmas party? <laughs> and ours have been canceled. <laughs> They're in France. France has different rules. They're more about fun than we are, I think. <laughs> That's not what I heard. They're like, hey, any any reason we have to eat and drink and enjoy life, yeah, we do it. Yeah, exactly. Probably should have given you this story had I known you were <laughs> doing this. Uh, so there's some new uh, offerings in the studios. Uh, we're going to talk about the ones at the commissary. Uh, commissary's got a whole bunch of uh, new things, uh, and they are reopening. And I think what a lot of the restaurants are trying to do is really consolidate, uh, you know, the the use of menu items. You know, rather than having a large variety, you know, if they can use that chicken in fourteen dishes, well, then they're going to have fourteen dishes of chicken. Uh, <laughs> so that is kind of what I think this menu is leaning towards. Uh, the first item is a California burger, and that's going to be plant based. And I believe they're still using the Impossible Burger uh, for this one. Uh, yeah, if I remember right, that's correct. Yeah, because I remember going over all the all the menu items. Right. Yep. Uh, then they have a new chicken club sandwich. Uh, they have a new buffalo chicken grilled sandwich. So they're using chicken. Then there's a Mediterranean salad with guess what? Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they have a new pork carnitas taco. That's interesting for the commissary. I don't think they've had tacos there in a very long time. So I don't. It, it's it been over 10 years, I think, since they've yeah. had anything like tacos there. I will say that I think this this new menu sounds fantastic. Yeah. yeah I'm not a fan of ABC commissary. I've always said it's one of the worst quick service you can go to. But this new yeah. menu... Makes me actually want to go and eat at ABC Commissary. Yeah. I'm a fan of their air conditioning. Um, yes. <laughs> because it's like one of two quick service restaurants that have air conditioning in the studios. Um, the other one, uh, other new menu item is the new shrimp tacos. Then they have uh, a couple of uh, uh, rice bowls. They have a new curry rice bowl with shrimp. Sounds uh, pretty good. Then there's the plant-based curry rice bowl with tofu. Uh, and then they have actually four new kids items, which is shocking. Uh, they have a kids pork taco, 
a kid's grilled cheese sandwich, and then a kid's turkey sandwich, and then obviously the Uncrustable is still on the menu. So, yeah. I like that they added a pork taco. I mean, mm-hmm. most kids either have, you know, ground beef or chicken tacos. Right. So I think that's great that they have something for adventurous children. And then you've got your, you know, traditional American type food. Yeah. Did you get to try the the dinner thing there where you had to make a reservation for a table? I didn't. Oh. That was so weird. You had to make a reservation, but then you went inside and you had to order like you normally would. Then you went and sat down with your tracker and then they would bring the food out to you. I'm like, well, what was the point of the reservation if I had to go get my own table? (laughs) I think it was for them to keep track of how many people they had coming and going there. I guess because I guess they didn't want people to not have a table. Uh, so that I guess was the good part is that I was guaranteed. I, I assume I was guaranteed some sort of sitting place. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I'll have to wait, go back and try some of these newer items. And if you are into some frightfully fun music this season, you can do that by streaming the Disney Halloween playlist. You have Creepies and Crawlies, Toads in a Pond, Let There Be Music from Regions Beyond. Whether you're throwing a swinging wave or just awaking the spirits with your tambourine, now you can enjoy your favorite Halloween tunes in your grossly restraint your ghostly retreat by streaming Disney's Halloween playlist. And it will feature some of your favorite songs, including This is Halloween from Tim Burns, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Corella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians, and of course, Grim Gurning Ghost from The Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I think they even have a sounds uh, playlist, like on Halloween night, you can hit different sounds too. My neighborhood is doing trick-or-treating, so I will need to use that. Oh, interesting. Are you going to have a candy launch gun? I think I'm just going to th- I think I'm going to throw it. <laughs> I'm going to have to come up with, with something. I would get one of those. Uh, a new house, so a new, new neighborhood. And- I would get one of those t-shirt cannons. Poof. Like Jimmy Buffett has. Yeah. He has this like, giant banana that he would shoot t-shirts out of. Stand back, kid. Kid's coming. Boom. (laughs) Stand across the street. I'll shoot you a candy. I guess it's now safe for Disney on Ice to come back. Uh, They got a new show called Dream Big. It's hitting Dallas, Texas on November 6th. Uh, It is going to be at the America Airlines Center from November 6th to November 15th with multiple showtimes planned throughout the run. What's different about the show, you may ask? It's the seating. So seating pods will have to be purchased (laughs) in their entirety and will not be allowed to be divided. All tickets within a pod must be shared by a guest who are attending the performance together. Uh, seating in a, a seating in a seat outside of your pod will not be allowed, and all seating pods are subject to availability. So I assume they're selling these like in four packs 
you know, I I, I would I, hope. I would assume they're doing that. So it's interesting. I guess if there's less than four people in your group, I, I guess you invite friends or you know whatever, or. I guess you could sell the ticket on Craigslist and then you're just sitting with a wacko. Uh, <laughs> Pretend you know the people. I know this fine young gentleman here. <laughs> uh, all guests ages two and older are required to wear a face covering unless otherwise exempted by law. However, they can be removed when guests are actively eating or drinking so long as they are socially distanced from others and put it back on when finished. The, I would buy the largest bucket of popcorn and eat it one kernel at a time. <laughs> I had a friend in high school and she ate french fries that way. So, you know, if you went to a place like Steak and Shake where they have those really thin french oh, fries. Oh, my God. You'd be like, Jenny... Really? Because it would take like an hour for her to eat her french fries. <laughs> uh, disposable masks will be provided for any knucklehead that forgets to bring them. Okay. Uh, guests are encouraged to check the temperature of everyone uh, prior to arriving. Those with a temperature of 100.4 or above must stay at home. A new touch-free payment and digital purchasing option. Yeah, we call it credit cards, kids. Option will also be introduced, which allow guests to skip the line and pre-order their Disney on Ice merchandise before even arriving at the venue. And then merchandise can also be purchased from your seat. You don't have to go up and get it. <laughs> this is the things they are finding out that they can do with technology is fabulous. Uh, guests are also asked to maintain a social distance of six feet uh, between others upon arrival at the venue and when heading to their seats. In addition, character experiences for Disney on Ice, including all guest interactions they meet and greets, have temporarily been halted. And tickets to Disney on Ice, Dream Big in Dallas are now available. Go to DisneyOnIce.com. They're trying to bring something back, right? I, I applaud them yeah. for that. I applaud them for that. So, all right. Hey, next up, uh, if you are not a Patreon, now is your chance to sign up. Go to Patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. We have uh, three shows that you won't hear here. They're just for our Patreon, and you can go do that. We have a special level where you can sign up and get the Disney by the Numbers t-shirt each month included as part of your patronage. Plus, you get all three of those shows. And now you can sign up with an annual subscription, pay it right up front, and then you're paid up for the year, and you actually save yourself 10% wow. by doing that. So go to patreon.com forward slash Disney Parks Podcast. All right, last- I didn't realize you could save money and pay a whole year up front. Yeah, and the uh, we get to decide what that amount is too. So yeah. at some point, if we want to make it more to get more people on board, we can do that too. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, it is. I'm glad they gave us. I'm glad they gave everybody else the flexibility because I'm sure some people would have liked to have just have done that. All right, so the trivia question last week was a little bit tricky. We got some interesting answers, but uh, the handsome prince in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is probably the most mysterious of them all. And the question was, what was the prince's name? Do you remember what that was, Kristen? It was actually not even said in the movie. 
He was actually named this after the movie was over, and they needed to give him a name. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. unlike the Beast, who still doesn't have a name. Correct. Uh, Craig, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> His name was... <laughs> uh, Prince, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Prince Florian was the name and Bob R. Uh, I do have your mailing address. You sent it, so it is going to be in the mail this week, Bob. And this week's trivia question is this. Uh, we're we're on a little name thing here. So, the little girl in Monsters, Inc. is known as Boo. What is her actual real name in the movie? She actually writes it on uh, one of her drawings. She writes a real name. So if you want to find out what that is, go watch the movie again. If you know the correct answer, send that to at Disney Parks Podcast at gmail.com. Correct answers, please. <laughs> <laughs> or your best. So friend. they can't just they can't just guess. No, you can guess. You can't go. Her name is Avery. <laughs> <laughs> you can guess. <laughs> you only get one though. <laughs> After the tenth email, I'm throwing them out. <laughs> Uh, well, Disney always does these pen events. So now they're going to be de- doing a virtual pen event celebrating 20 years of Disney pens. Did you realize that it's been 20 years? No. I have a lot it's- of them. I didn't realize that I should be getting rid of them now. <laughs> I have. I started going through mine recently with moving mm. into the new house. I've got I've got them in like packages and the boxes and all that stuff that where they've never been taken out. Wow. And I found ones from the Disney store from 2000 that I had. I was like, I didn't even remember like that those existed. Wow. Wow. I've got a lot. I've got to organize them. I probably have like thousands of dollars in pens from over the years because Mm. I like to collect the ones from events I go to. So, you know, if you go to food and wine in 2017, okay, I got to buy a pen. Right. (laughs) I, I, I think it's on, uh, I had a a Windows computer. I had a software on it that it had pin software. Uh, This guy had created this database, uh, which would allow you, it'd be for anything, but uh, any kind of pins. But uh, it allowed you to put the, uh, how much you purchased for each pin. And one day, stupidly, I said, right, let me just you know put this out to Excel and see all the pins I have. And then it, it accidentally put a total down at the bottom. I almost peed my pants. I was like, oh, my God, I have to stop. <laughs> How many? Do you, do you remember? It was a lot. It, first of all, I have about 2,200 pins. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, it, it was it was let's say it was over five thousand dollars. <laughs> let's just say that. <laughs> I can't even remember what the real number is. So I was thinking to myself, well That's now I gotta lying. I gotta get that because I, I I know I've sold some and I've given some away. I should just uh you know catalog what I have and just sell them and get rid of them. I, I have them all stuck in my oh, wall wow. now. In my my loft. I have them all pinned in the wall in groupings. Like Monorail, Mickey, <laughs> Hotels. Disneyland. So I was thinking of getting some of those shadow boxes to do that. 
yeah. with some of the the pens that I have now. See, I have a whole bunch of Hard Rock Cafe pens mm. starting from the '80s, and my dad is the one who actually he bought me my first one, and it wasn't even a guitar pen. It was, um, if I remember right, it's Boston and it's a piano. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they used and to have so, round, like lapel pins too. Uh, back and they the started bringing those back because those went away for the longest time. Yeah. But I've got them from all over the world. It's, that's the one thing I'm like, okay, where's the hard rock? And, you know, okay, I'm in Munich. Where's the hard rock? I need to go get my pen. And Hot, Hard rock and Planet Hollywood were the two places you went. When you went to a city. Where's your hard rock and Planet Hollywood? I need some, I need some merch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, any which way, on November 13th and 14th, collectors can participate in the first ever virtual pen trade event celebrating 20 years of Disney pens. Says this event will not only allow pen traders to connect in a whole new way, but it also offers the chance to purchase pens from unique collectors just for this event. There will be over two dozen new products featuring classic Disney characters, spooky favorites, and Disney parks from around the world. Admission to the Celebrating 20 Years of Disney Pins virtual event will also include opportunities to preview upcoming pin releases and attend a Disney artist and merchandiser's virtual panel presentation across video access on pin topics from famous, uh, familiar faces, download celebratory art, and release, uh, receive limited edition commemorative gifts. As the traditional gemstone for a 20th anniversary, the emerald represents two decades of pin trading as a community and is featured on some of the pins, along with favorite emerald colored characters. So <laughs> admission to the event, which actually isn't as bad as I would expect it to be. It is $49.99 plus tax per guest. And it includes admission to two virtual events on November 13th and the 14th. Um, opportunities to participate in random selection process to pre-purchase event pens, as well as purchasing any remaining pen during the virtual event. Opportunity to preview upcoming pen releases, Disney artist and merchandiser panel. Opportunity to participate in a blind experimental auction. Okay, that is weird. <laughs> uh, no, no about that one. Yeah. Um, video content on various pen topics from familiar faces. Limited edition commemorative gifts, including a welcome pen and goodbye pen. Downloadable art to commemorative commemorative commemorate <laughs> commemorate the event and guess interactive features. Oh boy! <laughs> Additional important details: event tickets are limited to availability, and elements of the event are subject to change or cancellation without notice. No discounts will be offered in conjunction with this ticket. The seasonal offering of a 50% discount does not apply to pen event merchandise, but eligible cast members and retirees may receive their regular theme park merchandise discount. There will be no refunds or exchanges on event merchandise. 
virtual event attendees may be any age, but children under 13 must have a parent or guardian register them for the event and purchase their ticket. No items included with the event ticket may be redeemed for cash and all items are not refundable, non-transferable, and will be forfeited if not used in conjunction with celebrating 20 years of Disney Pin virtual event. Registration is open now, so you can do that. I I don't... uh, I went to one pin event. Uh, It was only because they were celebrating Pixar. Um, But I never understood why... uh, I think it was in... Where was it? I think it was in World Showplace. Why they were charging me $150 to go to an event that I was going to spend even more money at. If you charged me less, I would have spent that money on pins anyway. Now I have to figure out, well, all right, I have $150 less. What pins do I want? (laughs) You know, I I never never understand when places do things like that, because to me, the key should always be to get you in the door, because once they have you in there, you're more likely to spend money. And once you start spending your money, you are more likely to go, but I really want that too. Right, right. And especially, all right, so $50, and I'm, all right, I don't have to leave my house. That's fine. I get that part. But A, that it's limited, and B, that you're even charging that much for something where I I, I can't can't even see it, touch it, or feel it. Um, I don't know. That seems a little expensive for me for a virtual event. I just signed up for, what was that, uh, Galaxy Con, uh, Jody Benson is speaking. I was like, oh, oh, and, and it's free. I was like, oh, this is even better. Free talk, Jody Benson. Yes, sign me up. <laughs> so, no kidding. Yeah. Now, if you wanted, they were going to have a question and answer with Jody, uh, and that was going to be a hundred dollars a person. I was like, yeah, mm. in person, I would have done that. Virtually, no, not so much. <laughs> You know, so that's still cool, though. Yeah. Free for. Yeah. And I think obviously there'll be a limit because, you know, they can't be streaming to three million people, obviously, um, unless they're using some really high tech uh, technology. But yeah. So I think it's galaxycon.com. Go check out their agenda. I think it's coming up soon. Anyway, this is another story I probably should have given to you, Kristen. It's about food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chef Mickey's is opening up again, and they are returning with new menu items. Uh, Obviously, it's not going to be a buffet. (laughs) Those are things we did in the past. Uh, So Mickey and his friends are coming back on December 16th, just in time for Christmas. Uh, And they have some new menu items. as traditional breakfast favorites like Mickey's waffles. Yes, please. Uh, Diners at Chef Mickey's will also get to try some new signature items inspired by Mickey's sweet and savory faves like Mickey's celebration pancakes with whipped cream, celebration sprinkles, and shimmering pixie dust. Uh, And a loaded potato cheese casserole topped with smoked bacon and Rumble chives. Uh, also, never uh, to be left out of the fun is Mickey's uh, pal Goofy introducing his very own dish this time, and it's 
Goofy's Banana Bread French Toast, which is made with banana bread that's baked in orange-scented French toast batter and topped with espresso mascarpone, toasted bananas, and chocolate crumbles. It sounds interesting. I'm not a but it seems to me if you're going to do banana with orange, then they should have had some other like orange Maybe an orange mascarpone cream. Right. Yeah. But it seems to me if you're going to make it orange scented. Right. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a banana bread fan, so I'll take a pass. <laughs> me a I have a, a co-worker who is, is highly, highly allergic, like carries an EpiPen because of bananas. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I only have one thing I'm allergic to. Mm. that bad but i don't need it like i'm not one of those people like oh if i touch it oh, i'm gonna have a problem it's just the consuming it yeah. yeah well that's good then uh when mickey and friends return to chef mickey the character dining experiences may be a little bit different than you remembered uh but guests can share smiles and waves with some of their favorite disney pals as they parade through the restaurant uh in their chef's attire uh each table will receive a special autographed card from Mickey and his friends. This is the thing that they're doing. We went to Topolino's for breakfast. We got a card signed by all the characters. <laughs> uh, if you're worried, you won't be able to decide which new dish to pick. Don't. Because you're just in luck. You guess we'll be able to taste all three dishes with the traditional breakfast favors as part of the all-you-can-eat family-style meal, which is a schmear $42 for adults and $27 for kids. That's actually probably a discount for breakfast, right? Because wasn't it like in the 70s? It's expensive. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, when we all went together, yeah. when we stayed at Contemporary, I was like... Uh, I want to say yeah. it was like seventy four ninety nine, but that was for it dinner. Was expensive, and I didn't find the food to be. If you absolutely love Mickey and his friends, and that's what's important to you, that's why you go there. Yes, exactly. You're not going, but they have good food. breakfast, though. Yeah, I find that some of the places that that their dinner. You know, is not worth the value. Have fantastic breakfast, though. So. Right, and they are only going to be open for breakfast, not lunch or not dinner. Just breakfast right now in December. Uh, reservations for Chef Mickey's will open on October seventeenth, uh, and then based on availability, Disney Resort hotel guests can make reservations sixty days in advance, plus the length of their stay up to ten days. Uh, and then you can go check out all that info at disney.go.com.food.whatever. <laughs> well, I had to say what I am excited or just go to, to hear about dining at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Save yourself the trip. What I'm excited about is that Disney's Coronado Springs is reopening October 14th. This is one of my favorite resorts, um, and but not all of its offerings will be available. Uh, you will be able to dine at Barcelona Lounge, Dahlia's Lounge. Both of those are located in the Grandestino Tower. You have Rick's Sports Bar and Grill, Siesta Cantina, and those are located in the uh, at the main building. And then 
kind of like in the middle of the resort is Three Bridges Bar and Grill and you can go there as well, which that place is awesome. If you haven't been to, I, I highly recommend yeah. that. Uh, shops, Panchitos, Gifts and Sundries, as well as the activities will be going on. Uh, the pool slide activities, Movies Under the Stars, La Vida Fitness Center, Destino Fitness Center, and the volleyball courts will be open as well. And bus transportation is available from the Disney Resort to the theme parks as well as Disney Springs. Yipper. I am excited that they're opening too because like you, the the options at the Grand Destino are and Three Rivers is good even for cocktails or snacks or that mid afternoon. Oh yeah. You know, I need something to eat and drink before dinner comes around. Why did the media event for mm. the when they opened up the Grand Destino Tower oh. and we got to eat at um, Toledo? Oh yeah, and had drinks at uh, Barcelona, right. and I went over like even after we had dinner, like a couple hours later, I went out with uh, Deanna from. Um, Disney dorks and her and I went out and had drinks and ordered dessert over at the three bridges. I mean, it's just like a really cool, it's a very relaxing place, you know, like you can kind of forget that you're at a Disney resort and that time is going by and just chill with friends there. It's, I think it's really cool. And I've always found at Coronado Springs to get some of the best, uh, cast members they're just friendly and helpful and right. right yeah yeah it's a good bar they have a pretty big bar area if you want to sit at the bar there's a couple of like uh, those fire pit kind of things to sit around to uh, and I think if I remember the fire changes colors well not the fire but the, the lighting underneath it obviously. yeah yeah it's a, it's a very fun place uh, Disney is tightening up this mask uh, rules a little bit more, a little bit more definition. Uh, recently, I was at uh, the Poly, and they really had a lot more signage, and it is very blunt and to the point where the mask could get the hell out of the park. Uh, <laughs> so if you're heading to Disney, uh, it's a little bit more of a different experience these days. Uh, there are now new signs popping up. Uh like I said, it was at the poly, indicating that guests not properly wearing an improved mask will be asked to leave. That's what the sign says. And they're showing you arrows of what has to be covered in case you don't know what has to be covered. Uh, Firstly, you will notice that there are arrows pointing to the mask covering both your mouth and nose. Uh, And this is something that every one of us have encountered. I have, you know, people wearing it below the, people wearing it above the, or you or you could be like um somebody that most of us know on tv and as she talks Uh, her her mask down i'm like somebody needs to just get her one that fits her face because yeah Yeah. it's it's ridiculous yeah uh to use the mask effectively and protect from the virus masks must be fully worn and disney is indicating exactly how that should be uh disney is no longer calling for uh masks face coverings they are now calling on masks that is a specific change and when the rules for masks at disney world were uh was enforced uh all right so face coverings are required for everybody two and older um 
cast members and cast members, please bring your own face covering. I think they have vending machines by the Advent Health uh, temperature check. Uh, if you forgot your mask in your car and you got all the way to the TTC, like, oh. Uh, yeah, you would not want to go back to get them. Yeah, you can you can buy them there. Uh, you may remove your mask or mask to eat or drink while you're actively eating and drinking. You cannot do walking. You have to stop, actively eat or drink, and then you can put your mask back on to move along. Uh, all face coverings, whether disposable or reusable, uh, must be made of at least two layers of a breathable material. Uh, fully cover the nose and mouth and secure under the chin. Uh, they must fit snugly and comfortably around the side of your face and be secure with ties or ear loops that allow the guest to remain hands-free. So, uh, there was a good example of, uh, you know, is your mask thick enough? And if you can, if you can blow out a candle or a match, then or lighter or whatever, then your mask is not thick enough. If you can't blow out something, you know, then it's probably thick enough. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Costume masks are not considered uh, appropriate attire uh, and are prohibited from being worn in, in alignment with their existing rules. So even though this month you're allowed to wear your costume to the park during the day, you have to wear a mask, not your Buzz Lightyear mask, your actual mask. Uh, you probably could wear it under that if you want, but you have to wear your mask mask. Uh, Disney cast members have now been authorized to remove you from the Disney parks if you are not abiding by the rules on how to properly wear your mask. By enforcing that consequences on the sign, Disney is making sure guests know how serious they are uh, about the disobedience of your mask wearing activities. Interesting. Yeah. There was that, did you see that video that went viral kind of on the internet about the guy who was tossed out of the studios for <clears throat> not wearing I a mask? I heard about it, but I never watched it. Oh. It was taken, I don't know if Disney took it down or he took it down, but he, he took it down. He, uh, I don't know. He was in Galaxy's Edge, and I guess he wasn't wearing, wearing his mask. Or wearing, uh, no, right you know now. what? Now that I think about it, yes, I did watch that, where he yeah. was—he intentionally wasn't wearing it in order to get a reaction. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know how long his ban <laughs> I don't know if it was, you know, for, for whatever. But I remember him asking, like, well, how do I, you know— and the the well, you're gonna have to you know email Disney because he was talking to the sheriff at the time. Well, you have to email Disney and figure that out. The sheriff's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Just get out. Yeah, it was an interesting video, and I was kind of shocked that a the police were allowing him to videotape the whole thing, and Disney was allowing them to tape kind of backstage. I was like, hmm, that seems weird. Yeah, because that's usually the backstage. Taping is usually a huge, yeah. huge. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. 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 Like in the world of Disney, that's like a yeah. felony. Yeah. You take your camera out backstage, you know, a laser comes down and strikes you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the little thing from uh, Meet the Robinsons. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. 
So you heard that Aulani is reopening Mm. starting November 1st. So what you need to know is there are several changes to check-in, cleaning, recreation, amenities, and more. There is a no before you go page on the website if you go to DisneyAulani.com and it tells you about the state of Hawaii and the COVID-19 safety protocols that are in place. So definitely make sure like if you're going, you check those out because it talks about the changes, including face covering, face coverings for those ages two and up using the online check-in process, having cashless or contactless forms of payment like credit cards and gift cards. Disney Vacation Club members will continue to receive their housekeeping service on the fourth and eighth days of their stay unless the member declines that service. Several resort amenities will be open, but may be operated with reduced hours or capacity. Including these are the resort pools and water slides, the beach, the lazy river and fitness center, the table service restaurants, uh, Ama Ama and Makahiki will be temporarily unavailable when the resort opens, but other dining locations will be open, including Ulu Cafe, Off the Hook and the Oleol room will be open. Two popular amenities, the Laniwai uh, Spa, as well as Auntie's Beach House, will not be available during the initial reopening period. For more uh, detailed listings of the items, uh, they may or may not be available when Aulani opens. Make sure you visit um, Aulani's no before you go page and again it does reopen on november 1st have you been to Alani? i have not i haven't been to hawaii in uh, i haven't been either. 30 years wow wow yeah i was a teenager when i went yeah yeah it's been about 30 years my uh, it's beautiful is, yeah that's what everybody says beautiful you want to live there but you can't afford it I don't know that I'd want to live there, but I think it would be if it wasn't so expensive to fly there, right? And such a because it's a and it's a long flight too. I think it would be a great place to visit, like every couple years. But yeah, especially us East Coasters, it's a long flight. Yes, not so much if you're on the West Coast, but from here, I was living in Ohio at the time, and I want to say it was something like. It was it was it's a like crazy amount hours of time. or something. Like yeah, something I was gonna weird. say something like fourteen hours. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, there's a permit that's been filed for the Reflections Resort. So don't count this out and dead yet. This this may may get a second life somehow. Uh, so this week, uh, Disney Resort filed new permits, uh, potentially related to the delayed reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge. Uh, the address listed on the Disney World construction permit is 4400 Big Pine Road, which is the location of Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Uh, the neighboring address, 4500 Big Pine Road, is the proposed site of reflections at Disney Lakeside Lodge. Uh, well, Disney has not officially announced that the new Disney Vacation Club project has been canceled. It was saying it was delayed, but not canceled. Uh, I think it was in an investor call. Uh, 
that the hotel uh, was removed from the Disney Parks blog about an upcoming construction. They still have all the construction permit and equipment staged there. So that indicates that maybe they're thinking about it still. But this permit indicates that work could be continuing on Reflections, which is set to be a nature-inspired resort uh, featuring an airy, modern architecture that pays homage to a variety of natural elements. Uh, The temporary Disney uh, World cast member parking area could indicate that Disney is making space for workers who will be at Reflections on a daily basis. Uh, The fact that work is possibly continuing on the new uh, DVC uh, resort indicates there may be hope for this lost uh, proposed princess and uh, the frog restaurant either. I think we're all looking forward to this restaurant more than anything. (laughs) (laughs) So my vision, I haven't seen any like artwork on this. Have you? Yes. Um, I have not, but I'm imagining that it is with the, with the phrase airy modern architecture and na- uh, natural elements. Mm-hmm. It very much makes me think of uh, like a Japanese spa with the very like with things like bamboo where it's mm-hmm. a very clean. Right. Um, very refined look to it, very almost spa like to where it's relaxing and with a modern architecture, you yeah. know? Yeah. Does, it, uh, does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. But it's, uh, think of it as a, a wilderness lodge with more glass uh, and uh, like wood beams, but a lot of glass. And I think they're, you know, including uh, like some of the things, you know, kind of look like wind and then there's, you know, fire. Um, so there, you know, I think there's going to be like a fountain with fire and water, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so they're trying to bring all those elements. And I think there's like a Moana, you know, statue with kind of like wind blowing around her. It's the, the illusion <laughs> looks like, you know. Uh, I'll have to. I'll send you to a, a website where it's got some uh, pictures of this. Um, yeah, I need. Yeah. I just haven't haven't sat down and yeah. looked into it. Just I guess just because I'm. It's not like it's going to be opening anytime soon, and right. Just right. With everything going on that I just kind of was like, okay, I'll check it out. You know, whenever I come across the artwork for it, great. Yeah. Uh, so this dining uh, establishment is to be the, likely the feature elements from the animated uh, Tiana's Palace and could perhaps look similar to Tiana's Palace restaurant on board the Disney Cruise Line, uh, The Wondership. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, it's important to remember that the Walt Disney Company has not made any official announcements regarding the status of reflections. Uh, I think, like I said, I, I think it was on an investor call. They just said it was being delayed. I don't think it's completely off the table yet. Tiana's Palace seems a little out of place. At the Wilderness Lodge. This, yeah. yeah. It Yeah, that doesn't seem like where that restaurant should go. That should be put at like Port Orleans French Quarter. Yeah. And yeah, that's very strange because I don't that that seems like a contrast in theming there. Right. A New Orleans place in a wilderness lodge? Like what? Huh? 
<laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's like saying, hey, let's take Louisiana and put it in Montana yeah. or put it in right. Minnesota. Right. right. It, it's very different. Yeah. The hmm. Pocahontas thing I can go along with. Uh, Tiana, Absolutely. Not, Tiana, not so much. They're trying to shove this princess wherever they can. I, it, you know, she doesn't fit in every square hole they're trying to throw her in. Yeah, it, it seems very interesting to me that all of a sudden we're getting a lot of Tiana. Like, I love Tiana. I love I love that movie. I mean, sure. she's she's one of my favorite princesses. She likes to cook. So, I mean, yeah, and it's it's a New Orleans based, you know, movie. And I love I love the cuisine of New Orleans. So right. I'm all about the food that I'm sure that they're going to serve. But it just doesn't seem to fit its location. Yeah. And there is a yeah. whole resort that you can make. Really fit the theme very well without going through. I don't know why they haven't done that. I don't know. I don't know. You know, like they're trying to put Moana now in the poly. You know, they're going to have Moana themed rooms with this rehab and, you know, Moana in the lobby or whatever. That I get. That fits into the, you know, putting her at the Wilderness Lodge or Wilderness Lodge like resort just doesn't make any sense to anybody. Yeah. Very strange. Yep. Well, I guess we need to go to a whole new location. Hello, New York. And other entertainment closes permanently in Tokyo Disney Resort. Uh, They announced that there's some form of Christmas happening this year at the parks. Uh, All seasonal events were canceled for fiscal 2020. Um, And some good news, however, is that they will be bringing some holiday cheer to the parks. Um, Who knows exactly what all that'll be. It says a number of live entertainment has been permanently canceled. And that includes the Hello New York at Disney Sea, which I've heard is absolutely amazing. Um, But this is a list of what has ended permanently over at Tokyo Disneyland. It's Fun Maintenance, Breakbeat Dancers, and Opus 5. The Fun Maintenance performance was a cast member pretending to be maintenance, and they performed jokes and tricks um, for random guests throughout the park. Um, and then over at Tokyo Disney Sea, Hello New York, Diamond Sisters, Fun Custodial, the Wind Wanderers, uh, fun custodial was faux custodial cast members that went around the park and performed for guests. Uh, so it was completely unexpected, um, but it always was one of those things that put a smile on guest faces. And Hello New York made its debut as part of the 35th anniversary of Tokyo Disney Resort. Um, and the show was a replacement for now ending shows, A Table in Waiting and Steps to Shine. So hopefully we'll see more of this kind of entertainment return in the future once all this craziness is this is definitely one park that i'd love to get go to tokyo <clears throat> disney scene yeah the scene one yeah i've i've heard it's amazing like it's mm. yeah have you seen i the... do want to go to um on my list is paris though mm. because it's all about ratatouille yeah yeah and two of my favorite disney movies are 
France-based, you've got Beauty and the Beast and Ratatouille. So right. I, I feel like that's that's a park that is on my on my bucket list for places right. I have to see in my lifetime. Right. I think the fun maintenance guys was kind of like the maintenance guys from our studio uh, stick, and the fun custodials probably our jaminators. If I mm-hmm. had to, if I had to guess. Um, but did you see the video of the Beauty and the Beast at Tokyo? I have not. Oh my god! Go Google like POV uh, Beauty and the Beast uh, ride. Uh, we talked about this a little bit on the last show. It's uh, what they're calling a show traction. So it's technically a show, but you're in a ride vehicle. You're in a giant teacup that is kind of like Indiana Jones. It kind of like can pitch in your. Uh, and then like, there's four different scene rooms, and they're almost like ten to twelve minutes long. And you kind of your teacup kind of dances around that space while the the show is happening. And like the last scene is is Beauty and the Beast in the ballroom, and your teacup is actually going around. Think of like that last scene, the way that the gimbal camera kind of that's yeah. the action that your teacup follows is that gimbal, cool. the gimbal actions of that uh, scene. So you're actually seeing it as if you would see it in a movie. Uh, it, I may actually watch that, which see, you don't watch trailers because you don't want to be spoiled right. on your movies. Right. I don't watch videos of attractions. Yeah. Like yeah. I have, I have been noted even when I've, when I do shows on, uh, on the Disney list with Al John, where he'll be talking and playing it, and I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm, I'm not, I, I can't watch it. Like, I want to go when I go on it the first time, it right. to be have right. no idea what's going to happen and be surprised. Yeah, I don't think it like these videos. Uh, even I like I've watched some that are 360, and it, when you go on it, you don't get the same experience. So I don't feel like that ruins it for you because there are so many things you can't see out of the camera you know space that you, you know you'll get to enjoy like mickey's runaway train i don't care if you watch that in 860 you are still going to miss 90 percent of what's happening in that room uh it is there's a lot of stuff happening in front of you and back of you on the side of you on, uh, on the ceiling i mean it, there's stuff happening all over so no video cool. can, can do that thing justice so um yeah, this is definitely on my list. I'd love to go there. Uh, what's the other thing I'm going to say? I forgot. Anyway. Uh, hey, don't forget, go visit. Uh, we have a whole bunch of stuff on sale over at Tee Public. Go to tpublic.com forward slash stores forward slash Disney hyphen parks uh, podcast. You can go to disneyparkspodcast.com. On the blog, we have one pinned right to the top. Uh, the masks are selling like hotcakes and a certain portion of it uh, – I think like a dollar now uh, is going to charity. Uh, T Public has set up a charity that they're donating money to. Uh, it's not our choice; it's their choice. But at least some money is going to charity, so you don't have to worry about that. That's cool. Yeah, let's get into the headline news. All right. Uh, if you're a Patreon, you heard us talk about this, but Space Mountain movie is in development and it's by the Obi-Wan Kenobi writer uh, for Disney. So if you're looking for uh, this is just a rumor. It's merely in development. We don't know what's going to happen. So don't get your excitement up. Uh, Disney's Winter Summerland Miniature Golf is reopening November 6th and then Fantasy Golf is shutting down. Uh, 
uh, Disneyland is now canceling resort uh, reservations through October 24th. Listen, just cancel all of them <laughs> till the end of the year. Really? Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't because they keep pushing this and pushing this. And well, if they're not, not going to open, yeah, <laughs> just like Disneyland. Yeah. If if your governor's not going to let you open, just just go ahead and plan right now to cancel everything, or tell people that yeah. if they had a reservation, that they'll be a priority. If by chance they open before January first of twenty twenty one, right? That's how I would do it. Yeah, it, it, it's really a shame what's happening out there, and I do feel bad for them. Uh, you know, the cast members, the the. Po- the pass holders, all the people out there that, you know, the government is just, uh, you know, listen, whatever happens for the election may change everything. And you may be open on November 5th for all we know. Uh, the union representing Disney World cast members confirmed that 8,857 layoffs are happening. And uh, I believe uh, more are happening on, in November and some in December, too. So that's the rumor I'm hearing. Uh, this is not completely done yet. Uh, I know a lot of the people uh, that I know that work for the park, most of them have now been laid off. So it's it's really horrible. Uh, DVC members can now pay their dues via credit card. So this was, uh, I think it had to do with like a check draft or you had to uh, go online and pay for it. But now they're allowing you to enter a credit card number and that credit card can get charged each month for your dues or you can pay it all at once depending on your your choice of payment. So... I'm, I'm, I, to me, that's one thing that Disney, I think, should have put on hold. Yeah. Fees for D, for DVC members. Yeah. Yeah. The building's not being used. <laughs> the rooms aren't being used. What, what kind of maintenance are you doing? You know, putting up more laminated plastic in between beds or something? You know. Yeah, I can I can say, um, as, you, as you know, Tony, I am a season ticket holder for the Nashville Predators, which are the NHL team here in Nashville. Mm. And I got an email today because they gave you an option of how you wanted to handle. Do you want to continue paying? Do you want to wait till you come back? And I fear I'm just going to keep paying. But they sent us an email today saying that November's payment, they're ju- they're just gonna like Merry Christmas. You not only do you have to pay this, not have to pay this, but this amount of money, you're never gonna have to pay. We're just taking that payment that you would normally make, and it's vanishing into thin air. Yeah, good. That's the way it should because be. you can't go to any you can't go any games, but I figure at some point it's it's going to return again, which is why I was like, you know, I might as well just keep keep paying into it, and then when it does come back, the people that are paying, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm all paid up, you know. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend uh, call me. He has seven hundred forty DVC points that he has to use between now and the end of the year uh, because they won't let him push any more of them forward because if they keep letting everybody push them to forward, imagine next year, you know, everybody will have those plus, you know, this and that probably like three years worth of points to use. There just won't be enough occupancy, enough rooms to go around uh, if, if they get more open. So DVC is telling them, you know, so I said, listen, I said, your best bet is to probably just rent them out. 
uh, you know, I think you might have a good shot at A, making some money and B, getting rid of them and then f- make a deal with Disney and say, listen, I got down to this amount. Can I at least just push these forward? You know, if it's 100, 120, 140, whatever, you know, I've, I've rented out everything I can rent out. And I said, if you can, I said, call me. I will go stay in a room for you. <laughs> you know, I will bite the ball that- for you. <laughs> And unfortunately, that is a reason to not be yeah. DVC. Yeah. I mean, and that's one of those things that, you know, I, why we decided not to do it is, you know, things like this happen. And yeah. yeah, to me, that's, that's not right. You put that money in and you're paying all those maintenance fees and everything yeah. else like yeah. that. To me, you own those points. Yeah. You should be able to roll them over. And I, and I get that's going to be a lot of people that want rooms, but at the same time, you also have a lot of guests that are staying in those resorts mm-hmm. that aren't vacation club members either. Yeah. And maybe you don't make those available or a very limited number available to those who can't, you know, mm. And what uh, I heard, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. Statistically, you would think that there'd be a lot of, um, you know, uh, foreclosure or liens, you know, that people couldn't pay or aren't paying their dues. That number is statistically low for what is happening. So people, wow. I think, are hoping <laughs> that, you know, things will turn around. So I guess that's good news. I, I wonder if those people who say you have a medical condition that is not a letting will not allow you to travel this year. I'm sure if you call if, engage your circumstance, I'm sure there'd be some kind of leniency that they would be able to figure out with you. You know? Yeah. Like myself, like I, yeah, right now sure. I'm not, I'm not approved to, to travel, which meant, you know, part of it was Al John's work schedule, but part of it was also, I'm not approved to travel. I had to miss a wedding that was down in Disney and I would have loved to have gone to it. Oh, yeah. It was uh, Jeff and Nicole's over at oh, Paddlefish. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I, uh, we've, as you know, we've had great times at Paddlefish yeah. up on the rooftop. I mean, that right. that's kind of like one of our places that we go and like just yeah. and we hang knew out. Jeff, and- we knew Nicole before she was Jeff and Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. She went to dinner with us over at uh, Boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, another item, uh, two of the Disneyland shows are officially closed. That's uh, Mickey and the Magical Map and Frozen, live at the Hyperion Theory. And our friend uh, Juliana Hansen, who uh, you know works with uh, Richard Sherman, uh, she posted on her Insta. Uh, she plays uh, Pocahontas in the Mickey and the Magical Map, and she is quite disappointed uh, that she is, you know, unfortunately laid off uh, from these shows right now. So, have you seen that show? I have not seen that show. I've seen it's her a cool show. in that show. She sent me a video, but yeah, yeah, it looks very cool. The different levels of the stage thing there. Yeah, it but, is. I look very cool. So hopefully, uh, I mean, she's got other things right now, but hopefully uh, she'll be able to get back on the stage uh, quite soon. Uh, also here in Florida, the Disney Character Warehouse that's over at the outlet stores, they are uh, open again and operational. And it was like a feeding frenzy over there. I, I don't know if you saw pictures or anything, but when Cast Connection opened, there was literally a line to uh, Coronado of people. Oh, my. Cast members trying to get in. Uh, 
And I saw pictures of opening day at the uh, the warehouse, and it it was like <laughs> people were in there buying everything under the sun. <laughs> I I would have been one of those people because I that is a must go to place for me yeah. on all of all of my trips to Orlando. Is mm. I have to usually it's day one we do character warehouse, right. and then the very last day of the trip go back to character warehouse. Yeah, because the inventory. It does change pretty frequently there. So uh, I can see that. Uh, over at the Magic Kingdom, the launching pad is now open. So that's good. Uh, another place to dine. Because uh, from what I heard, it was very limited on what was open for, for eaters, which is weird. Right? There's, I have a tip. Entry. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. do have a tip um, that I want to give your listeners is if... And the lynching pan is what made me think of it is that's not one of those places that does all the, you know, mobile ordering. Mm. And for people who are doing mobile ordering um, and you want a free cup of water and that's all you want to get somewhere, avoid mobile order restaurants because they can't give you one. But if you go to any other place that does not take mobile ordering, you can get your free cup of water. Why are the mobile orders not doing the free cup of water? Because you can't mobile order water, and that is the only way they will serve anybody. So if you're ordering food, but if you're just wanting like a cup of water because it's hot outside, which is, yeah. I mean, that's it's Florida, a it's typical thing. Out. And yeah, in Orlando, unless you're a Magic Kingdom, that place, most people avoid the, the water. But other than that, yeah. Huh. Because it's not on the mobile ordering app for you to just be able to order a free cup of water. Huh. You uh, you need to go somewhere else. I wonder if that's by design. Could be. I bet it is. Uh, and then the last item is uh, Japan. The entire country plans to reopen its border to international tourists in the spring of 2021. So apparently they know uh, something more than we do. <laughs> so... A friend of ours had bought tickets to concerts in Japan. Oh, really? Uh-huh. And some of them were ones that if you are a member, like their fan club or whatever, is the only way you could get them. Oh, wow. And Japan is way stricter with how you can resell tickets than we are in the U.S. Wow. And he's out all that money. He can't turn around and resell them. Yikes. Well, that stinks. Because that'd be like a Taylor Swift or a Garth Brooks ticket. You can't sell those either. Yep. You have to use the uh, credit card anyway. All right. That's it. We're done. Uh, that's all the news we have for you this week. Uh, don't forget to check us out on all of our social media, and I don't even know what it is. But if you go to Disney <laughs> Just go to DisneyParksPodcast.com, and that is where everything is. The show's there, the links to all the social, the tea Public, uh, whatever. Kristen's site, Dining at Disney, whatever. It's all on one place, uh, and then I don't have to say it here. So, Tony, what are we going to be talking about on the happy hour show this month what should we talk about because that's coming up on let's see wednesday yep the 21st of this month oh what should we that's what next wednesday isn't it mm. what should we talk about what's a good subject i don't know we need to think about that hmm what if about? your listeners have suggestions they can always let oh, yeah. you know what we should talk about oh we'll let you know go to dining at disney 
That's true. So they can hit email. me up. Yeah. What would be a good food topic? New food items? New food things? I don't no. know. Uh, it's hard because, you know, half is Disneyland and nothing, nothing's open except for downtown. Nothing's Disney. open, yeah. Yeah. Um, but maybe we could talk about things at downtown Disney so they can talk about the restaurants there and we could talk about... I just heard uh, Wolfgang uh, Puck Express is closing here. Permanently. Really? Yeah. I miss that, but that's a shame. Yeah. yeah. Well, it came from an unreliable source. I have to confirm that. I have to talk to the manager, find out if that's actually true, because I don't like the source it came from. <laughs> well, there's a lot of sources out there that come up with uh, fake information, just because yeah. you know what? Clickbait. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I hate. I don't like clickbait. I'm I, not a clickbait person. Let's do a show about. Disney websites that are unscrupable and are just <laughs> that has nothing to do with food. <laughs> <laughs> no, but maybe maybe a Disney Springs, our favorite restaurant at Disney Springs or downtown yeah. Disney District, if yeah. you're out in California. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, I got lots of good places I like to eat downtown. I, I know there's like too many. Yeah, I wanted to try Haleo for magical dining. Oh, you didn't get to? Not yet. I haven't done it. Uh, they they extended it. It doesn't end until October 30th this year. Yeah. Oh, man. Of all the Too years, much. I can't make it down. Because that, much. you know, that's one of my favorite events to go to. Yeah. Then we it, even try something at like, right. restaurants I don't usually go to. Right. Oh, and uh, your uh, friends over at Bonnet Creek are doing a uh, special dining event. Uh, with Bull and Bear and Lelucci. They're doing like a tasting of Lelucci, a tasting of Bull and Bear. Yeah. I just saw something. <laughs> some media thing. I thought. Yeah, Bull and Bull and Bear. That that's 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 one of my go to places. Mm. Always good. Yeah. And but I, yeah, we, okay. So that's yeah. what we'll do. Don't let me forget. Yeah. We still have <laughs> to uh, I still haven't been to the JW. I gotta get over there. The new one over at Bonnet Creek that just well was allowed to open. <laughs> After a six month delay. <laughs> oh, wait, we can open now that we built this $3 million building? Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> Let's open I'm sure that's going to be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I have to. Uh, I tried to go down there the day they were supposed to open, uh, but security wouldn't let me. <laughs> I said, I just want to take a peek inside. I said, I'm just going to park, port a chair, just going to walk in the lobby, just want to take a look. and said, I really can't let you inside. That's all right. I'll come back. <laughs> so anyway. All right. Uh, don't forget, visit uh, Kristen at dining at Disney.com. Visit us at Disney Parks pod, uh, com. And as we'd like to see, say around here, we'll see you in the parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney Parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company. 